Welcome to the Citizen-Centric Podcast, transforming our cities with technology and sharing. Okay, welcome to the Citizen-Centric Podcast. My name is Ken Dooley and I'm joined today by Kati Barklund, who's a Senior Manager at Tenant & Partner. Welcome, Kati. Thank you, Ken. Okay, so we've spent the, the, the morning um, at an event in Helsinki at Future Spaces, so thank you to Kienko for connecting us. Um, and we've had many discussions on things about um, you know, workplace strategy and the future of work, and that's some of the questions uh, I'd like to ask you about today. Um, can we start off by you telling me a little bit about your background um, and a little bit about Tenant and Partner? Yes. Um, so I've uh, worked with the workplaces the whole life. Um, first, I worked mainly with the physical workplace uh, in a company called Core, Core Service Management. Uh, I worked uh, mainly with the service and operations development, change management, and the last years I was managing the innovation within the workplace uh, area. Um, then I had the opportunity to um, instead learn the digital workplace area. So I worked for Microsoft for a couple of years uh, and was responsible for the digital workplace area, which Microsoft calls modern, modern workplace, uh, for example, Ericsson Globally um, and a few other okay. uh, clients. And knowledge of the digital and the physical, I suppose, is essential to understand kind of where where workplace is going. Yes, yeah, so um, what I discovered uh, when I was uh, managing innovation within the workplace area um, was that uh, the whole workplace area um, and the workplaces of construction of both the physical workplace, digital workplace and the psychosocial workplace. Um, um, and uh, that all those uh, Areas are very intertwined together um, and uh, dependent on each other uh, and so on. Uh, and if I really want to create a great workplace experience, I cannot just work on the physical or the digital workplace or the leadership culture. Uh, I need to work with it holistically. Yeah. And, and the I've been calling it so this in my head as shorthand, kind of um, as I catch up the kind of future of work. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned earlier on, it's maybe a better name is workplace strategy. Um, the reason why we're really interested in this is because we see this kind of people-centric, user-centric, citizen-centric as being driven around, you know, um, making people healthy or giving lots of choice. Um, and if if I work in an office building and if I no longer have to go to the office building five days a week, then that kind of changes the makeup of the city. It changes how I transport myself, um, which services I, where I have lunch or which services I buy on the way home from work and where I physically go. Um, so what's the, yeah, how do you describe um, the kind of change that's happening? Is there a kind of a nutshell or a, a, a simple description of what I was trying to describe as the future of work? Yeah, uh, maybe I could just yeah. also explain what I do today because do, that could yeah. be yeah a, a good input here. Uh, because um, since discovering about this holistic uh, and everything, I, I then uh, after Microsoft got an opportunity to start working more holistically and help organizations with the whole workplace, um, and that's what I do do yeah. now. Um, 
well, mostly from a business development perspective, but also working with the actual clients and trying to challenge the management teams of organizations to really see the workplace as a strategic tool. Uh, and um, there is um, a lot of change um, going on and uh, driving uh, the way of working and the future work or, mm. but I've, I quite often don't like to talk about the future because I think the future is here. Yeah. Um, it's just that it's not so evenly distributed mm. yet. We mm. have everything in place, but not, not in one place at yeah. a time. Okay. Um, so it's here and now, and it's something that we need to work on uh, yeah. today or yesterday. And uh, it's, it's all about, of course, um, uh, well, technology, digitalization, uh, demographic changes, but it's also uh, a lot about uh, us as people uh, changing and, and transforming. Uh, and uh, for us, it's not, we don't only work for money anymore. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so if we look at that, uh, uh, yeah those purposes it has really developed for us and now we want to have more meaningful work, we want to fulfill ourselves, we want to be able to be part of the decisions and um, and so on. So it's... Um, and is it being driven by um, a kind of talent acquisition that, that people want to work in, in this kind of company? Is it being seen as, you know, it makes people more productive? Is it a result of just people's expectations about life, that the kind of work-life balance is, is shifting? What are the main drivers behind? I think it's uh, different things that has happened, but uh, thanks to technology and all social media, uh, the world is one today and yeah. we have uh, a whole different awareness of things yeah. and, and access to knowledge and everything. So suddenly, we have all that we were very small in our minds before and now suddenly we have potential to get to know uh, almost everything yeah. um, and that also in in context that uh, we have almost everything we need today from yeah. a physiological perspective and yeah. we have food and we have a roof and safety and that kind of thing and especially in the nordic countries yeah. Um, so then it's, of course, something else. Yes. What is the next step in yeah. that? And we are in a journey and all this um, uh, development uh, goes pretty fast right now, mm. um, but still not so fast within our bodies because our yeah. bodies are still almost in the caves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I see that myself. So I have like three kids under eight. Um, I want to be a... a a really active dad. Um, I see my wife and I's roles as being 50-50 in terms of childcare and these kind of things. So I need a workplace where I can, you know, bring my daughter to the dentist on, on a Tuesday afternoon or where I can stay home with sick kids. And I guess the kind of digital tools that allow me to work productively from home um, is, is an element of that. But, but yeah, there is, this, there, there is this other element, I suppose, as you say, we have shelter, we have food, we have those kind of things. So you, you tend to kind of want more. Um, you talk about kind of engagement and empowerment in the workplace. Um, and I guess experience is another element in there. How, how do you, where does that come from? Where does the discussion on 
engagement and yeah i've been thinking a lot about what workplace is really about yeah. uh, and uh, 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 for me what it, what is mainly about it's really about engagement and empowerment yeah. uh, uh, and really i try to say nothing more and nothing less yeah. uh, and in ma- and many times and traditionally uh, i think that we have in many cases forgot what workplace is about and we have been focusing uh, on uh, cost efficiency yeah. Um, yeah and that has been the main driver in all the changes uh, and uh, somehow there we lost that the workplace is about the people and uh, making yeah engaging them and making mm. Uh, then be able to do uh, the best work, whoever they are, what task or personalities or uh, just it's it's about the people. But yeah. somehow we we lost it, or I don't know if we ever ever had it. Mm. Uh, it's also been a lot about working with the workplace uh, from these silo workplace areas, yeah. HR, IT, real estate, FM, yeah. and not together. Um, and many of those disciplines have also forgot, forgot about that this, yeah. it's about the people yeah. and uh, helping them in their work. Yeah. Um, and, and then I, I suppose as, as well, so you, you mentioned earlier on today, and I've seen it mentioned, but it's kind of one of those we work things as well, where in 2025, 75% of the workforce are millennials. Um, and, and does that accelerate this change as well? Do they have... Um, similar but more demanding um, expectations than than people today have in the workforce with regards to you know how much they love their job or when they start working the, these the, these kind of things yeah um, I think that we have all the different kinds of people in all generations uh, but then also uh, all the generations uh, tend to grow and get smarter um, and I think that the newer generations that have not been in the workforce and been uh, working uh, in the way and the kind of organizations and structures that we have been, uh, they will not want to be put in that cage. Uh, and yeah, this is your sport and role and responsibilities and you should obey yeah, your boss and he yeah. knows best and everything. Um, so, yeah, I, of course, I, I really think that the newer generations will want and demand that. Then, of course, when you're a young person uh, trying to enter the labor market, yeah. um, you will first of all want to have the first uh, job and be able yeah. to yeah. pay your bills. Yeah. And so it takes maybe a little bit time before you can... Um, demand more yeah i've actually an example myself um i'm helping a large kind of technology company couple of thousand people maybe more who are kind of redesigning their workplace strategy in a campus a little bit outside the city and we're kind of seeing the conflict there between the um i will say the people who are the average age which which actually is in its 40s and the kind of the the younger people um and the younger people actually, the, the company bought a small company in the center of the city and all the young people immediately kind of started working in that office and had to be told, hey, you know, we, this is the campus we work in. And I think the conflict there is that the, um, 
The younger people kind of live downtown in smaller apartments, have no interest in owning a car. It's difficult to them to get to the kind of tech campus on the edge of the city, where the other people um, who are more the average age of the people on the campus, they really want their car parking space. They want to drive maybe from their home a little bit further out. Um, and so there's a kind of a, a, a location there. I don't want to live, I don't want to work in the suburbs, I want to work in the city. And I yes. kind of divide. At the same project then we're seeing where the the younger people in their 20s kind of don't want to come at 9am they kind of are more productive in the evening and they might come in at noon um, and even if this is accepted the kind of services on the campus aren't available so the restaurants kind of close at four o'clock and you get a vending machine to, to get some food so we're kind of then seeing the kind of the the working hours and then the the younger people are kind of saying um we want vault and foodora we want takeaway food delivered but the actual agreements with the people selling food on campus might actually be, no, we have a, a very a tight agreement as to who can sell um, food in our, in our eight buildings. Um, and it, it, there is even kind of a rigid structure in the organization of inserting services. Um, so even we've seen that. I, I guess those kind of practical examples, there's more and more coming all the time. Is that your experience? Yeah, of course. We have built in a lot of structures in our organizations and all for good. And uh, uh, many of those decisions have not come from the people either. Uh, It's more uh, going from top to down and somebody else knows better than the actual people working there. Uh, and I'm, I'm, yeah, I don't think that's uh, true. but but in other other areas, because I think that we need to very carefully listen to the people actually working in the different workplaces and and their needs and uh, uh, and the, what they need to do a good work. But then also, of course, uh, I might not as an employee know best how to work most efficiently and productively and uh, innovatively. Um, so of course we also at the same time need to explore and uh, and learn uh, yeah. new ways and yeah. uh, new tools. Um, yeah. yeah. So it's it's a combination of both listening um, and um, letting the people be part of the decisions and uh, let yeah. them impact, uh, and at the same time trying to also challenge and develop uh, them. Okay, so so you said earlier on about uh, the workplace place being not being a project, kind of not being a destination. That the workplace is a kind of process and a journey, um, and and we've been seeing that our, ourselves. Um, and I think the the discussion on the, that we work are talking about, or, or when we're talking about, is that if you have activity based working, and there is kind of team working zones and quiet zones for working, um, and different types of spaces where I can work depending on what I'm doing, that that there's a lot more kind of choice being built in, but we don't know if we need more quiet zones or more phone boxes, that, the, that those spaces in the physical workplace has to evolve based on what's popular or what isn't popular. And maybe more options are coming over time. Um, and that's something that, that's when we talk about workplace as a journey, we're kind of talking about those kind of things. Um, do you see it as being something similar? What do you envisage when you talk about kind of workplace as a process? Yeah. So in the beginning, of course, um, the, talk about the involvement of the of the workplace and think about that, and that you need to follow up um, 
the needs and uh, all the things going on all the time because uh, yeah you know for sure that mm. there will be changes in the needs and technology and yeah. the clients and uh, everything um, and then just continue um, adjusting yeah. and developing and it is not because uh, traditionally we have also have some kind of uh, uh, we call it in Swedish förvaltningsorganisation like um, uh, it's it's more about well we have built this uh, workplace and then yeah. we just maintain maintenance yeah. yes yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but now it's more uh, a continued yeah. uh, development process and that's a really big difference both in the mindset and, and in, in the and also in the skills of the people because it's not just trying to maintain what we have build yeah. it's a continuous development and it's a journey to building something new that we yeah. uh, need now or will need uh, tomorrow uh, so that we mm -hmm. can uh, still have engaged and empowered people and performing workplaces uh, but also in our projects uh, if we call them so when we are for example uh, rebuilding our yeah. head office yeah. or moving to another location we tend to uh, do the research for maybe I don't know two weeks yeah. uh, utilization studies yeah. or three four yeah. um, and then you have um, a few interviews like one yeah. uh, interview with the different kind of uh, departments yeah. and that's like once maybe twice yeah. a half an hour yeah. or hour or something and then you tend to build all almost everything on that information yeah. from that once yeah. or a small period of time yeah. and maybe uh, the new headquarter or uh, the well rebuilding it will be ready in maybe in one and a half two years yeah. uh, and during that time yeah. everything has already changed and yeah. become yeah. old so even the day one when we move into the new office it's most often old yeah. already and not adjusted to our yeah. needs yeah. and our people and uh, so we also need to have that process thinking yeah. uh, during that project yeah. also and then what unfortunately happens because we traditionally still um, tend not to work with continuously we tend to think that okay when we moved in and maybe six months yeah. after then we are ready yeah. uh, and what then happens is that that workplace will um, well will become worse and worse and um, uh, feed our needs mm. less and less for yeah. every day yeah. and that maybe happens for maybe 10 years or five years yeah. and then yeah. we have a new project yeah. and do the same thing yeah, yeah. and that's just yeah. ridiculous that's not yeah. the reality anymore I, I might be guilty of spreading a myth about some of the some of the people like we work that they've kind of become much more ruthless there like like so they, they talk about having a couple of office buildings and there's six person meeting rooms and four person meeting rooms and ten person meeting rooms whatever it is and phone boxes and, and different kind of working styles and then because you have to just basically re reserve a desk for yourself they can kind of monitor which spaces are being used and which spaces aren't historically you know, if we had four-person rooms or six-person rooms, whatever it was for meeting rooms, that was what you have. See you in five years later. If we had to kind of knock down a wall, like someone has really failed somewhere, it's kind of it must be causing a massive problem. But but now with the kind of with maybe some of the kind of 
you know, you guys have Flowscape in Sweden and some of these kind of softwares, which which I really like. Um, you know, Mapic and and Spacewell and these kind of guys. Um, maybe with that, the kind of data is being is being driven to say, look, no one's using these spaces. We need different mm. spaces. Um, and I guess you know, I kind of think furniture has an interesting role to play in that. That you know, forty percent, thirty percent, whatever the number is, are fixed. Yeah. And then there's workplace as a service. Martella have that kind of brand here that depending on what's needed, we take away yeah. phone boxes or yeah. or little blocks, glass yeah. blocks, whatever. I think the role of furniture is, is kind of really interesting. Yeah. I think that we already have that, those kind of agreement and have had that for a long time, for example, for coffee machines yeah. and yeah. and well, copier machines and yeah. all kinds of things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but of course, we need to have that for all kind of uh, both furniture and technology yes. um, and and I think that we need to just uh, demand it yeah. uh, we we have no idea we need this uh, furniture right now yeah. Yeah, exactly. uh, but in uh, well in one month we might need something yeah. very different and we have a space in Helsinki that, that I'm kind of on the I'm kind of helping them with or I'm on an advisory group and the city's kind of smart city kind of uh, entity wanted to have an office on site but knew they were never going to really be there so they wanted to have the, the office or the space um, as a showroom as a place to have meetings but very rarely used so they decided to open it up to the public and again without knowing what it was would it be seminar would it be coffee would it be quiet working they've actually decided to actually have Martella's workplace as a service there mm -hmm. and it will evolve mm -hmm. um, so hopefully we have a nice working concept of that kind of thing mm -hmm. I don't know on day one what this will be mm -hmm. let's uh, put in a a basic provision of spaces and let's on day one and let's let it evolve mm -hmm. so hopefully we, we have more of that um but before we finish then in your opinion how does how does the kind of city evolve uh where do we work you you mentioned earlier on a similar style that we have in Groenland. we have um some co-working desks in the middle of the city and we have a head office outside of, of the city um a little bit but that, that for me is kind of you're meant to be in the head office but if you find yourself in the city in an afternoon you could work there in the morning how does it how does it change um in terms of where i spend my day as an office worker and how does it change my kind of my day um if there's a lot less emphasis on being on place on where i am in order for, for us to work uh, where do people choose to work then does everybody move to the, to the country house and, and live at a summer cottage um, how do you see that? That the the how do how do you see people's days being if if the focus on place for workplace is taken away, or or is it? Yeah, uh, I think that many of us we want to, yeah, we, we only have one life yeah. and we may want to make make it work both when it comes to work and and the rest of our lives with our kids and family and friends and everything. And I think we also want things to be seamless and smooth and efficient and, um, well, and at the same time, we want to have uh, belonging and uh, we want to uh, have the trust and do a lot of uh, bigger things together and uh, change the world in, in the in many ways um, and still with all the technology that we have um, I don't think that anything changes uh, the physical uh, meeting um, 
So the workplace is and will still be a very important uh, part to be able to, uh, well, build the culture, mm. work, uh, collaborate, work on innovation, mm. um, the whole brand and everything. Um, and of course, we can work digitally and do our work mm. wherever, but we really need to meet each other because that's how we yeah. we build that uh, well culture and belongingness and um, I, I wonder I wonder like is there a fantastical idea that that the kind of real estate in the center of the city where kind of all the public transport pours into becomes kind of more valuable because my 20 person team can live all over Helsinki and we meet we maybe might even meet for you know two um, 12 hour days twice a week or we could even kind of you know stay in a hotel in the middle of the city and have this almost like you know a a, a working session where it's two really intense days um, but then that kind of says that we're you know we're coming in on trains from the countryside and and, and we, we want to kind of work in the center of the city then and it almost devalues the kind of you know the the, the the office spaces on on, on on in in the kind of suburbs or in outside the city center that there is this you work wherever you want and then when you meet up it's in a it's in a central place or something like mm. that um, it kind of changes the value of the of having to live in the middle of the city and and then because uh, because maybe that's not as as necessary uh, but but those kind of futures I think, I think are really interesting to the future shape and 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 you know the, that we have started to see in Finland um, some of the software companies have moved to Tampere mm. because they really are being flexible mm. and people want to live in the countryside and come one day a week and there's kind of more countryside yeah. around Tampere yeah. in the centre of, of this country. Yeah, and I think also that's, that is uh, individual and you need to like look very carefully on the workplace mm. strategy and, and look at the corporate's uh, mission and mission and values and yeah. uh, what do they want to achieve with the workplace? Yeah. What are the main areas right now? Is it that we want to attract and retain people and maybe yeah. partners and clients? Yeah. Yeah. Or do we not need to be more efficient or productive or innovative, mm. more sustainable, more secure? Yeah. Uh, what are the areas? And that combined then with, uh, with our mission and mission and strategy mm. and goals and how can we combine that so then uh, when we have all that, okay, we are here and we want to be here, yeah. um, then we can look at the different scenarios and okay, yes, yes, this yes. is possible, yes. that will lead to that and, and then do a more, um, well, data-based or more like rational decision yeah. on what to actually do because this is what we want to achieve. Yeah, I suppose that brings me to my last question then. So that links quite well with you kind of saying kind of workplace design or workplace kind of as, as a strategic tool. Mm. Is that what you mean that, that when you talk about strategic tool, that you put those top line strategic things first yeah. and you design the workplace, the working day, or whatever way you want to talk it, you design everything around them? Yeah, because uh, that's why we have the workplace and the employees uh, working in the mm. workplace. It's, uh, the, it's them who are, well, fulfilling the mission and vision mm. and uh, mm. taking us there, uh, making yeah. us achieving our goals. And do, um, you, do you have a company that you see as doing it really well, as putting kind of strategy first, a kind of people-centered strategy first and designing 
organizational processes around mm -hmm. them? Is, is there someone at the top? I, I see a shift and I see yeah. a movement, yeah. uh, but there is no uh, organization doing everything perfectly yeah. and they might not be that either. It's, yeah. it's a continuous uh, journey and learning and I think that we just need to have a growth mindset instead of the fixed mindset all the time and just, uh, uh, yeah, explore the journey. Yeah. Okay, that's, that's really helpful. It, it's a huge shift, actually. If, if it goes as far as it could go, it's a huge shift. It changes a lot of things. So it's really nice for you to kind of fill in and answer some of our questions on that. Um, where can people find out more about you and Tenet and Partners if our listeners want to find more? Yeah, the easiest way is uh, LinkedIn and Facebook, and uh, and of course you can contact me uh, anytime. And the well, the web page, Tenon and Partner, of course. And is that? And you guys are mostly you based in Sweden. Uh, we are based in Sweden, but yeah. then we also work with uh, clients outside of Sweden. Excellent. Okay, thank you very much once again, Kathy. Thank you. Cool. Thank you for listening to the Citizen Centric Podcast transforming our cities with technology and sharing.